Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the zone. And the zone sports network. Little twisting shot by Mitchell. Gets alive by Giannis. And this time. Mitchell puts it home. Paul George back in 2016. Mitchell with a driving hook. Obviously, they're not playing the clock as Gobert is able to hit. And a foul. Almost 25 points again. And Reggie, it'll be interesting as Davis and James back in the game. Oh, the block shot there by Gobert. Oh, but they're bothering Sabonis on that shot. Got a custom to being open. That's right. He needs three bodies oh, around him. Trey Young with a beautiful move. Gobert can't hit the funnel. Gobert is fouled. 20 seconds in the quarter. Here's Young wide open. Can't hit the three. Oh! It is put down by Gobert. When the announcers say, oh, you know, something good happened. Rudy Gobert. I want to talk about Gobert. (laughs) Talk about Gobert and Donovan Mitchell in a second. But first, when I hear Marv Albert call a game, he has gotten to the point now that he sounds like he's almost a parody of himself. You know, I I, I don't I don't dislike it. I I like it. I I dislike it. You don't like Marv Albert? I I was telling Adrian today on the air, you can hear the dust coming out of his (laughs) vocal cords. Yeah, but he's been there for so long, and I appreciate that. Longevity is a good thing. It's like Bob Ross is calling a game, man. (laughs) Have have a heartbeat. (laughs) Who would you prefer? Anyone. I'd like Dan Schulman, but he does college basketball. How about Kevin Harlan? Fine. I would take Tony Parks. Doing a Marv Albert impression <laughs> over actual Marv Albert at this point. It's like so and so goes races up for a bomb. So and so four three. You know you got it memorized. And Trey you know? Young with you the almost, three pointer. You can almost see it coming before it does, or hear it coming anyway. The All Star Weekend. Uh, let me say this: uh, It started strong with Common. I thought he was that thing he did. I really liked. You're looking at me with a disgusted look. You never knew who he was before yes, this I did. weekend. I knew every bit of it. Yeah, everyone knows who Common is. What 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 uh, what movie did he win an Oscar for? Oh, I don't know, yeah. but I, I know who he is. I thought he did a terrific job on that. Sure. Might have been slightly over the top, but it is showbiz. <laughs> I mean, if, if, if any sporting event is showbiz, it's this. In fact, I saw somebody tweeted out during the game that uh, uh, this, uh, this entertainment will be interrupted periodically by little hoops. Well said, yeah. <laughs> That's really the way it was. It's not my thing, really, because the whole reason I got into sports to begin with was for the competition. That's what I love about it. What's your thing? What's your favorite thing about watching sports, Austin? What, what do you like the most? Do you like the showbiz factor? Do you like the, the fights? Entertainment? Do you like the? Uh, do you like uh, uh, rooting for your team? Do you like the drama? For me, it's the competition. Yeah, the the drama of the competition would be my answer. Yeah. Yeah, it's like who described it as a uh, as a, sort of a soap opera for a lot of guys. Now, women are sports fans, too, but, I mean, it is. It, it's sort of, but we don't know the ending, and that's the best part about it. Unless it's baseball, yeah, <laughs> or the NFL. Okay. Anyway, the or game. Or the draft lottery. The game itself, I thought, started a little slow. It was typical of an all-star game. No, no defense whatsoever. 
and I was bummed for the first little while. And, uh, and then as the game progressed, you saw what happened in the third quarter, setting up the fourth quarter, and uh, the first team to 20, getting the 157, as it turned out, wins the game. I thought that was terrific. I don't think I'm alone in that. Seems like most of the commentary that we've seen, Austin, agrees with that. Where are you? Did you love it? I loved every second of that fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, those guys, the the NBA players were the best they've been all season in that fourth quarter. It, it was, looked like Game Seven of the NBA Finals. Yeah, and I and I like the format. I like the fact that they all knew what what the other team couldn't get to. That was that was a cool factor, man. I've I've seen the people suggest that kind of thing for all games. You know, have a certain, like 100 points, first team to 100 wins. And I always just sort of scoffed at that. It never made much sense to me. But I, this is the first time I've really seen it play out like but that. But this wasn't a real game. Yeah, I know, but it, you got to admit, if it had been a real good game, it would have been cool. Well, it was cool. It's like baseball. I mean, Well, the good thing about baseball is there's not a clock attached to it. That's the good thing about baseball? I mean, don't you? That's the worst part of baseball, oh, man. Oh, I like the fact There's no that, clock? Yeah. You could be there an hour and a half. You could be there seven hours. That's a good thing. Uh, well, it's like the dentist. Not, not, <laughs> not from a standpoint of our business. We like to know when it's all going to be done. It's like right? having an afternoon but, appointment at the dentist. If the guy in the morning is an hour late, you're at least going to be an hour late. If the middle reliever can't hit the strike zone, you're at least going to be there another hour. Oh, man. Anyway, I like the way the format. I, I don't like exhibitions, man. I don't like things that don't count. I, don't, I hate preseason games. I don't like what I, I don't like, uh, you know, just watching to watch people play. Make it mean something. And these guys did in that fourth quarter. Prior to the fourth quarter, Rudy Gobert played absolutely fantastic. And a lot of guys have been talking about this today, I know, and a lot of our listeners thinking about it. But we wondered how Rudy would fit into the All-Star game. As it turns out, he fits in very nicely. 10 of 11 from the floor, scored 21 points, grabbed 11 rebounds, and had he played in the fourth quarter, he probably would have been the MVP. I mean, I think he would have been. He played fantastic, and his teammates found him, found a way to utilize him. It was a thing of beauty. I mean, the putback dunk, a one-handed putback, that was a thing of glory. That was so sweet. He showed good hands, taking passes on the alley-oops. Played really well. Donovan was okay, 3 of 10. Uh, And then... Neither played in the fourth quarter when the game was on the line, and a lot of Jazz fans kind of ticked off about that. Um, yeah, I, I, I think that had uh, Nick Nurse been coaching this game the way he should have, then I would have had Rudy Gobert in that game, especially since the uh, team Giannis had the lead heading into that fourth quarter. And all they got to do is play some defense, and they win that. And uh, they did play some defense, as it turned out, but I think they would have played better defense with Rudy Gobert involved for obvious reasons. Did you notice, Austin, that Team Giannis in the fourth quarter was made up of all Eastern Conference players? Uh Uh-huh. And Team LeBron was made up completely— of Western Conference players. And mostly Lakers. I mean, two out of five. But. 
the coach may have had something mm-hmm. to do with it. But Does what that about bother that? you? Did it bother you that no. Nick Nurse played it the way he did? I heard one of the – I forget which one of the guys said it uh, – said that the best teams – the best players on both teams were on the floor. I'm not sure I completely agreed with that, but I mean, it was cool the way it played out. And I wasn't really angry, but I thought that Rudy could have played a role. Donovan, maybe not so much, but Rudy should have been on the floor, in my opinion. Yeah. When the other team needs two points, one point to get to to win the game, why is Rudy Gobert not on the floor? I'm I'm with you with that one. Did anybody ask Nick about it? Was he questioned on this at all, or did nobody care? I don't know if they asked Nick Nurse about it, but they asked Rudy if he had received any explanation. He said no, but he didn't really mind. He said he was just grateful to be there. Yeah. He didn't, and it really doesn't matter. But still, it was. It would have been cool to see how Rudy would have responded, guarding that basket the way he's so capable of. When you can't let the other team score, and then as far as the free throw ending, you got to do it that way. Some people say, you know, you go down to any run in the city or anywhere, really, uh, you got to win by two, right? You got to. Uh, so maybe they should think about changing that aspect. But as far as as, what do they call it? The Elam ending? Is that what it's called? Elam? Yeah. I don't, I've not heard that term. Anyway, first uh, first one to score a certain amount of points. I, I like the idea, and it seemed to crank the intensity up, which, as I've already stated, I really like that aspect of the whole thing. It was the best finish to an All-Star game that I can remember in many, many years, and uh, they should continue on with it. The Jazz, they were well represented, even though they didn't play in the last quarter. And then I watched the dunk contest. Austin, don't know if you did. Derek Jones Jr. and Aaron Gordon going at it. And that, for the first time in years, was fun for me. Uh, Jones won it. Uh, but Gordon hit one of the most spectacular dunks I've ever seen. That whirling dervish dunk from the left side. Uh that was remarkable. I really like that. And I generally have grown tired of the dunk contest, but I thought that was cool. I think they both should have won it. And I'm not really into draws, soccer, ending games, uh, tied and whatnot. But I thought since they uh, were tied for so long that they probably should have awarded it to both of them. Although then I thought, well, the sponsors want to dish out first place uh, to both of these guys and have to put up with all that. No. Probably not. No ties. No ties. That's as bad as saying they're sorry enough. Yeah, but the, the judging, and see, this is one of my problems with refereeing in basketball. They're on the take? Because refereeing is the, what makes uh, basketball the most, like, it ties it to gymnastics and diving and figure skating. Art galleries. Where, <laughs> where somebody who is empowered awards who the winner. I mean, I don't like that. I want to see it earned. And I don't like trusting the judgment of somebody else to uh, empower it or to enable it. But how do you, how would you not? How would you do a there's contest no, like no other Yeah, way. I don't. There's no other way. And but by that the way, I mean I have to like it. In fact, I think gymnasts are terrific athletes. Unbelievable athletes. I just don't like somebody sitting back and going, "All right, I'm going to give this person over here a fraction more." than that person over there. I, yeah, yeah. It seems too subjective to me. What is a whirling dervish? What is that? Uh, a whirling dervish. Isn't that like a religious dance? <laughs> I think it is. 
<laughs> well, I think it's like a sacred dance. <laughs> I'm not sure that Aaron Gordon was sacredly dancing through the air with the basketball. Well, he was—he did that spin move. It looked like an act of God. I'm with you there. But I don't know that it was a whirling dervish. Am I wrong? Was that one of the best dunks you've ever seen? It was incredible. But Hans, was, did it look like a religious dance to you that Aaron Gordon was doing or it's just a, a, a dunk? You know, it, it, looked, it looked a little bit like some type of religious dance. Oh, did it? <laughs> okay. Okay. Would you call it a whirling dervish, even? Hey, will you look that up, Mr. Nolan? I did! It's a sacred dance. Whirling dervish? Yes, it says, the Sufi whirling is a form of physically active meditation which originated among Sufis and which is still practiced by the Sufi dervishes of the Mevle... Well, then, I'm sorry. So watch yourself, man. Aaron Gordon is no Sufi medlevy. But he's good. Man, his dunks are good. I mean, it was a it was a bit of a religious thing. Was that not the best dunk you've ever seen? Yeah, one of them. Yeah, it was one of them for sure. That was one of the better dunk contests I've seen oh, yeah. in a long time. I, I love both of them. Brought me closer to God. Aaron, well, yeah, I mean, but uh, Jones Jr. getting the win. Come on, I, I'm stepping in on this conversation a little <laughs> bit late, but that that was Aaron Gordon's victory, right? Did you guys yes. agree with yeah, that? Yeah, he had the best dunk of the bunch, and I, you know, it was. He had all tens until that last thing when they were going. Okay, we got to end this. Did he completely clear Taco Fall? Nope. No. Okay, so if Taco Fall doesn't bring his hands, if he brings his hands down, does he still? Because it looked like he caught Taco Fall's fingers, not his head. Oh, I thought it looked like he climbed up the yeah, back of his too. neck over I, his head. And, um, yeah. I thought I thought he was about neck low. But it's still he's still up there seven four in the air of the seven six that it's, Taco Fall is. It's really hard to believe. It was great, man. I loved it. Um, so that's the worst punishment. Your dad is, a, he's working in a, in a, in a prison and your worst pres- punishment was a lecture for your mom. I just, I don't, I don't, I guess I had a, no, there were other things, but I don't want to share them on air. Oh, okay. Well, give us one. I did have to spend an entire summer chipping mortar off bricks. Because uh, <laughs> and I, they claim to this day it wasn't a punishment. <laughs> That's a job. I'd come home after school every day. They, we were remodeling a house we were going to move into. Before we moved in, they were remodeling it, and they didn't want to pay for new bricks. So the bricks off the old part of the house that were torn down, I had to chain gain like John Valjean out there in the summer heat. Knocking the mortar off the bricks every day. And, so. and your dad said this is going to hurt uh, hurt me a lot more than it's hurting you. <laughs> yeah, what, sure what was your worst punishment? As a kid, was uh, being grounded from the TV for a month. Did you get? Did did you get? You know, all three channels he had. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I, I, I still remember my family. I sitting thought punishments in the twenties were. He couldn't like... watch the Jim Lair News Hour. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't watch the Larry Ferrari show. <laughs> Larry Ferrari. <laughs> no, my whole. Hey fam- kids, it's Larry Ferrari. My whole family was in the TV den watching, and I was sitting outside the doorway, just sitting there. <laughs> That's harsh. While Tugboat Willie was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Casablanca. First, first animation. But Dad, another silent movie's on tonight. <laughs> What's going on, Hans? This is going to be a doozy. No, no, no it's not that well, bad. What, well, what was your worst punishment? That was prison. <laughs> oh, man, I, I, I had some bad ones. You know, the worst punishment for me, my mom was such an amazing, sweet person that when she would tear up, because of my misbehavior, mm-hmm. that was worse than if they held me down and beat me with with some type of bamboo shoot or something. <laughs> like seeing my mom and, and the tears well up in her eyes and mm-hmm. and just shame and you know this this level of 
of embarrassment that her son is a complete screw up. <laughs> that got to you. Huh? Yeah, that was bought. That was an early age. I remember um, one time. My, I, I took a, a test in seminary, and I wrote down a bunch of blasphemous answers on the Such test. As? I'm not going to—I I, I won't go <laughs> give, over give them because— Give us one. Uh, okay, one was, why did, why did Jesus weep when he walked into Jerusalem? And I said, because he stubbed his toe. And I don't, that's not, it's not terrible, but like that's a stupid thing to put on a seminary test. And then there were some worse ones. My seminary teacher sent that to my mom. Oh. And I came up, my mom was heartbroken, and I was fuming mad. So the next day I went to seminary, I grabbed my seminary teacher, and I put him against the wall uh, uh, hard. Jeez. And I looked him in the eye, and I said, if you're not man enough to handle this problem yourself, then maybe you should get out of this occupation. And then they kicked me out of seminary forever. So I... I came home, and of course, that gets back to my parents. I came Was home. That punishment or reward? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it ended up being a reward. I'll tell you why later. But um, I came home, and my dad had caught news of this. Uh oh. And I walked in, and my dad is standing there, and you know, I'm I'm a senior. Well, as I guess as a junior, but I'm still six four and probably two forty five, and an absolute just physical beast, and. I walked in, and my dad looked me square in the eye. It's the first time he's ever said this to me. And he said, I am going to kick your butt. And I looked at him, and I said, let's get real, Dad. That's not happening. (laughs) And he said, and then all of a sudden his demeanor changes, and he goes, well, I'll have your mom kick your butt. <laughs> it was that the would best. Be oh man, it was the best. And you know, it was the punishment for me was just my parents being ashamed and embarrassed of me. Hmm. That was hard. Dealt with that a lot. All right, just real quick, a friend of mine. This really happened. It sounds apocryphal, but it actually happened. One of my best friends growing up. He's. His mom had this rule that you don't walk through the living room because it had a white carpet. Okay. And he and a friend walked through there. It wasn't me. Walked through there, and they had mud on their on their shoes. And they walked across her carpet, and it was staining the carpet. And when she found out he had this favorite teddy bear stuffed animal thing. Yeah. He swears this happened. I was not there to watch it, but he swears she dumped lighter fluid on his teddy bear and burnt his teddy bear in front of him. Now, when I think of that story and I think of Hans, then I think of Christopher, and I wonder oh, how. Oh no, that you don't burn Christopher. No, you don't be. That that would be like them trying to feed their your chicken to you. Hey, by the way, you heard that? That's what Coach Max's parents did to him. What? You've heard Ron McBride tell They lit a chicken on fire? No, they fed him his own pet duck. What? Wow. Have you not heard no. that story? Never. I thought I'd heard every Coach Max Mack's parents, well, I think it was his dad, fed him his own duck. As a punishment? Yes. Yes, call him. It's the worst punishment I've ever, I've ever heard of. What's roast duck taste like? Never had it. I've had I'm, goose liver. Uh, I've had Ugh. duck... And I've never. What, what is that pate? What is goose liver? <laughs> yeah, it's We're just so kind of this. Oh, Austin! When is Jake back? <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> we're telling stories. You walk in here. in here when we're going to break. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm just trying to help. <laughs> Are you going to have his mom beat him up? 
Hans's mom or yeah. Jake's mom? Hans's mom. Yeah, at least I didn't walk in here and say, I don't want to talk about anything. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I hate sports and I hate radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We got to exit stage left. We'll be right back. We'll talk about the All Star game coming to Salt Lake City. Talk about the jazz moving forward now. Unless Hans doesn't want to. Next. I don't want to talk about that. Why would we talk about that? And we may hear some more stories from Hans coming up next on the big show.